Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate. We are going to attempt a speed run of this episode, not because we have anything going on today, but because there is literally so very little to talk about. That yeah, we we don't we, wanna, we just we don't want to spend too much time on it. Yeah, we don't want to deprive the listeners of us, but at the same yeah. time, if we were to go like deep dive into some of these games and that, it's you could go back to any other episode that the Ducks were in a losing streak. It's not good, and just get the same gist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, unintentionally gonna aim for the shortest episode since like season one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean you know we always say that and like it never really we happens. Say that, like we yeah. always push like an hour hour 15 on on those kind of days like the odd time i think we've maybe hit like which is still a shorter episode, I guess. yeah shorter compared to what we've we yeah. usually tend to do yeah but it's uh yeah there's just like at this point we got five games left we've been eliminated like no the the, the jump's not really there we've talked about everything that could possibly go wrong in yeah. this season like yeah um, also, just a disclaimer: uh, we're we're not talking about the Flames game on this one. We're recording before this game happens, so we've only As got usual. the Seattle and Edmonton games to go. Um, and then on Wednesday, when we do our, uh, I guess, post game show after we do the watch along, because that's that's this week, right? That yeah, we're doing yeah. Okay, I was, my I'm like I, I have no idea like the concept of time right Wednesdays, now. Wednesday, seven p.m. Pacific on the THPN YouTube channel. You can catch us watching the Anaheim Ducks versus the Edmonton Oilers the next round within two weeks or within a week um, yeah. of watching that team, unfortunately. And I'm not talking about the Ducks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can do that on the THPN uh, YouTube channel with us. Bring some drinks, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. It's uh, totally up to you. Bring yeah. some good vibes and we're all going to hang out, watch some, watch some hockey. So Yeah, and then after that, we'll do our over on... Our, our Quack Report YouTube channel at Quack Report Pod on YouTube and Twitch and uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. I guess we those will technically be up there. Um, we'll be yeah doing a regular episode again, probably a bit of a shorter one, um, but we'll talk about the the game in like against Edmonton in a little more detail as well as the one against Calgary. And I don't is there we don't have a game before then, do we? It's just no, it's, it's Sunday just, Wednesday. Yeah, Sunday Wednesday. Okay, yeah. I didn't think we had any weird back to backs in there, but yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know anything. Anything you want to say before we get started in into the game talk? Or uh, I guess it it is kind of the game talk. So let's just yeah, let's just get into it. Okay, sounds good. I'm gonna straight up time how short this game talk section is. Okay, go ahead. So I get the feeling it might be one of the shortest ones. Oh, probably. So, and timer started. Okay. Uh, yeah, first uh, of these couple games we got to talk about against the Seattle Kraken was a 4-1 loss on Thursday, I guess that was. Thursday, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know uh, the, the days are blurring together for me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, very much a game Seattle, you know, they showed up for, put in their best effort. Like It's what we've seen from Seattle kind of all season. And then... The, the Anaheim Ducks were present and accounted for. <laughs> I guess, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they also put in their best effort, but like you know, this did, they though? A, a, did they though? I, I think I think this is all we kind of have to give, honestly. Two goals against in the first period. 
Two goals against in the third period. What one one of those an empty net? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, if if we didn't give up anything in the second, I am very much impressed considering we just don't show up for second periods. No, and we almost didn't for this one. Brock McGinn potting it at 1844 of the second period. Yeah. Um <laughs> shots only nine to seven for the Kraken in the second period. Like that's like that's pretty decent. They eased up. Let's be honest. They eased yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we can we can kind of spin that as a positive that, you know, the, the Ducks just with their lack of effort made the Kraken confident in easing up. <laughs> I guess, is that a positive? I have no idea. Actually, I don't think that is. <laughs> I don't think it is either. No. Let me try this one more time. The Ducks... No, I, no you can't do it. No, there's no way. <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the expected goals for the Ducks was 1.1. We got one. So, I mean, that shows like, you know, we gave 100% and we got what we deserved out of this one, I guess. Or maybe we yeah. gave 50%. So we got, you know, just one goal. I don't know. I don't really know how expected goals is done. Is it based on like how you perform in the game or is it based on like, you know, what happens before the game, like looking at the matchups on paper. Uh, no, it's more um, like quality of uh, shots. Yeah, and quality like of shot, location, time and like so. Okay. Yeah, location, yeah, okay. quality of shots, uh, comparing that to, you know, how often does like that placement and whatever uh, result in a goal. And Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, okay. So if we have a 1.1 expected goals, that means we didn't show up at all and it was just a abysmal effort. Kind of. Kind of. Like, yeah. it's, it's that combined with just a really strong Seattle defense and not giving you yeah. those opportunities, I guess. A little bit. So, because, like, you can take a whole bunch of outside shots, right, and gather up, like, a like an expect, like a 2.5 expected, right? Yeah. That just means that you peppered the goalie and you would think that one would kind of, one or two would kind of squeak through. Uh, uh, eventually, yeah, just, I guess, out of odds or whatever okay. yeah so but in yeah. this game we, we didn't even have that like you can yeah it's there's no shots there's no shots at all <laughs> none we took zero shots this whole game somehow scored a goal it feels like felt that. bad and, yeah it feels <laughs> like that yeah yeah 19 shots on goal uh in this game compared to the 39 of the kraken which that we're more used to seeing not even just from the kraken just from any team at this point yeah um but yeah the the 19 uh, for the Ducks specifically. Uh, yeah, you take a look at that on uh, a shot map, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty fucking sparse. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet it would, yeah. So, um, I mean, outside of the Ducks play, which again, it's for these next, like for this game and the Edmonton one especially, or it would just seem redundant if I'm going to like deep dive into it mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. The only other thing I have to complain about, honestly, is that I had to either choose to listen to the ESPN broadcast mm-hmm. or the, and this one I might get some flack for, but I, I don't even care at this point, or the Ducks radio broadcast. I'm like the ESPN broadcast just overall like the only highlight of that entire broadcast to me was PK Subban and yeah. he kept and like during the intermissions and he kept, he kept getting cut off. Yeah. Otherwise the rest of it just like, and, and I've been the one 
who like on both my personal and on the TQR account are, you know, it's like, it, okay. It, it's not the, she sucks because she's a girl kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I have said that I love Cassie Campbell Pascal, like, if, like not mm-hmm. trying to single her out, but just in this example, it applies, I guess. I love her like in the intermissions, right. Because she mm-hmm. can take the time to figure out what she wants to talk about and kind of has that, window to talk about it and it's really insightful i like i i love listening to cassie during intermissions i've also i've listened to her for quite a like for a few years when she was also the color commentator uh for flames games Mm -hmm. it's brutal it's uh my my girlfriend jokes that you know like i I gotta get to the point when i'm talking about something and i'm sure i do it on this show as well Mm -hmm. Right, but like I, I gotta have the build up kind of thing. But Cassie Campbell is the definition of get to the point because the cult, like, because the play by play has to cut you off because something is going on on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. So, and but even then, Leah Hextall is just leaving. There's there's times as a like, and I'm not even a play by play. I would I I, I suck at play by play. I mean, it's not for everybody. I, yeah. I, yeah, no, I I, I, I suck, suck at it too. That's, I suck at it. Yeah, but just leaving a bunch of dead air like not in moments where you would maybe normally do that kind of thing right yeah or, like you know the the teams are making a change defensemen are playing catch behind the net and then just like holding it and like you're like oh yeah um like fowler with the puck behind the net passes to Tr- shattenkirk who trades back as teams are making changes yeah <laughs> Then you go up like like that in that context, it's okay. But like, yeah, you know, if, if there's some sort of movement, like you should be able. But to like that's what it. That. But that's what it sounded like when everything is going on around the around the net. Yeah, and you're just like like if you, like you're watching it and you're like okay, like obviously I saw what happened, but if you were mm-hmm. just like listening to that, like like just you know say you're. You're working on some homework, or you're yeah, cooking or dinner while the game's the on, or something yeah. like that, right? And you just missed about like three quarters of what the hell just happened. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, right? it would be um, like, oh, Comtois with a shot on net, scramble. Yeah, and it like it wasn't. And now like, pucks back out at center, and you're like, okay, well, obviously nothing happens. So I'm not going to yeah. pay attention, but it, like it was actually an exciting moment yeah. or something. Apparently, there's a highlight reel moment in there that's going to be on uh, the, on the top ten later this week or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, like there's like an, an amazing save, and it was just like. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's it's not even like just the broadcast. Like it, I, I'm talking the entire broadcast. There were I, yeah. oh I forget like there were multiple times where just like cameras were in random positions. It felt like, and there yeah. was one play in particular. I think it was in the second period. They went between three different cameras in the span of I don't even remember who it was though for the Ducks, but the Ducks bringing it from their end into Seattle's went to three different cameras that started with the wide shot and instantly zoomed into somewhere else that was nowhere near the puck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? Why? And like we talked about the, I, I, or I think we talked about it at least like the uh, few weeks ago when there was mm-hmm. the, uh, the ESPN clip of uh, those analysts that were talking about like, who's the, like, who's going to be the, the, the next team out of New York to win a championship. Yeah. Right. And uh, somebody had said the Rangers, and they're like, the Rangers don't count. Right. Just showing that yeah. ESPN does not give a shit about hockey. Yeah. You watch that, you watch just this as a broadcast altogether. And you can tell that ESPN does not give two shits about hockey. Yeah. Th- like, 
I actually enjoy when the games are on TNT. Because, you know, they put in the they, effort. Because they put in the broadcast. effort. Yeah. They have, like, good discussion in the intermissions and stuff like that. Chaotic discussion, but it's it's still discussion it's, and you get something out it, of it. There's yeah. At least, yeah, there's at least something out of it, right? Yeah. You're, like, engaged in it. Yeah. So, like, and I get, you know, not everybody's, like, 100% on top of everything. But it yeah. felt like they were even just, like, talking about standings and they're just out of the loop of mm-hmm. what's going on. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So, and where I said I was probably going to get some flack was the, you know, or listen to the Ducks radio broadcast. Um, it, it it honestly just kind of puts me to sleep. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. So, I was like, okay, pull my hair out or fall asleep by accident instead. Uh, I guess yeah. I'll pull my hair. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's literally the, like, that's how much I, like, I took from this game. Mm-hmm. Was not at all. I'm more proud of the fucking yeah. ESPN. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I will say too. I'll I'll just plug another show on the Hockey Podcast Network really quick here for you, Nate, but also for anyone else that might be interested. Um, Terry Ryan on his show Tales with TR had Leah Hextall on as a guest, actually for his two two hundredth episode, one forty seven B. It was just last week. Um, well, I guess I about two that. two weeks ago. You did see that. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't, so I haven't anyone, watched it yet, but yeah. So for anyone that um, hasn't, it's on YouTube where we do the watch-alongs at Hockey Podnet. You can uh, watch the stream or, or watch the podcast, or you know wherever you're listening to the audio version of a podcast, you can get mm-hmm. it there too. But yeah, it, it was really good discussion. So I'm just gonna just gonna plug that in there as well <laughs> <laughs> for, for we're, anybody. We're gonna show on Leah Hexall and her entire like crew around her kind of thing. But go take a listen to the interview with her because. Yeah. No bias aside, and I haven't even listened to it yet. It's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I mean, like generally, like Leah Hextall does like a decent job with like the um like the national broadcast. Like is it perfect? No, but she's like fairly new to um yeah. I, I guess play like, by and, play. And I, so like and I, yeah. and I get it. Like everybody I'd be saying this if it wasn't Leah Hextall. I'd be saying if if it was like if, if it was John Ayler's kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah, and like and she's another one. Like like I love her like between the benches, right? Or as the mm-hmm. color commentator. Like that's where I like that's where yeah. Leah Hextall I feel like thrives, right? Yeah. Not in the play by play position, mm-hmm. but every time I've watched a Ducks game on ESPN this year, it's been Leah Hextall, and yeah. I just would rather not. Yeah. No, which is fair. So. so like um, I'm not one to complain about broadcasts too often because no. they're typically pretty good, right? Up here in Canada, Sportsnet, TSN, they're pretty yeah. good. Like I said, like I, I I enjoy the TNT ones when that's it, but even the the uh, Bally ones have been pretty good, right? The only thing we've been really complaining about the Bally ones is we're just like the the, the puck trail and the power play is kind of yeah stupid. Back back to the '90s kind of thing, but that's really the only complaint there. Yeah, right. So. It's it just feels like every like every month or so there's some conversation about TNT and specifically their hockey product. Like not yeah. just like ESPN. Not like mean, not, sorry. Or, yeah, sorry, ESPN. Um it just like it just feels like there's always something. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. Right? As as a so, as a whole, like I think it just it takes yeah. away from it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. PK Subban makes that at least like semi watchable. Yeah. <laughs> as a whole. Oh yeah. So. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess going back to the game in particular, uh, Brock McGinn scored the only goal for the Ducks, 12th of the year, 19th point. Um, what I don't know what that is with the Ducks specifically. Um, uh, maybe his third goal, if I had to guess. Fourth. Uh, I'll, I'll say third. I think you're right on third, and I have it... Uh, oh, no, it's only a second goal. <laughs> oh, okay. Give third a little, point. A little too much credit. Third point, yeah. okay. So yeah. third point in 13 in, games. Damn, we've had him for 13 games already? Yep. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I, I mean, in fairness, he's not playing with, uh, like, the, uh, the he's not playing in the top six anymore. Um, Is the top six playing in the top six? Let's be honest. Well, here. no, but... <laughs> Where we're at. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. We have a, like... Like, yes, technically you have a top six. Do we have a top six right now? Yeah, we maybe have a top three, and they're spread out over the three lines. Okay, our top six. He's not <laughs> playing in our top six. Uh, okay, I guess technically he is, but I mean our our second line. Well, okay, daily faceoff has our second line is McGinn, Grant, and Silverberg. But I'm going to call bullshit on that because the quote third line is Jones, McTavish, Leeson. Which any line with McTavish on it is your second line, especially uh, with Jones. I, 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 yeah. So if we're if we're looking at five on five time on uh, time on ice specifically for this game against the Kraken, uh, Strom, Vitrano, Comtois was your first line at fourteen minutes forty two seconds. Okay. Jones, so where's Zegers on this? Daily faceoff is fucked. Where they don't have Zegers on here. Sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, McTavish, Leeson, Jones was the second line at nine thirty eight. Grant mm-hmm. Silverberg, McGinn was the third line at nine twenty, and Nestorenko, Carrick, Lundestrom was the fourth at six eighteen. Okay. If you're looking at five on five time, so. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, third line, but. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, oh yeah, I, I guess Zegers didn't play in the. I was like, where, where, you didn't say Zegers's name, but yeah, he didn't play against Seattle. That's right. So no, yeah, um, out just precautionary for uh, injury on his leg there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, anything else you got for this one? I guess we didn't really talk about Dostal. I don't know if you wanted to touch on him. A he, bit. That that kid played as 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 well as he could. Yeah. Right. He put he put up a nine twenty one save percentage in this game. Uh, 0.3 goal save above expected. Like he just he he did exactly what he should be. Um, I guess to bring a, a positive out of this entire segment, yeah. uh, it those last five games, two, two, and one, a nine thirteen save percentage and a three goals against. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean the the three goals against doesn't look good, but like when you have the team in front of you that you do like. I, think I don't know what else think, you would really expect. So I think like the 913 yeah. speaks a lot more about that. And then yeah. there's probably a goal, at least a goal in each of those five games that you couldn't put on him. So that would lower that his goals against to like a two, which yeah. seems more accurate. I was going to say, I even look at that three goals against, not only with the team that plays in front of him, but also just the increase in scoring league wide. And I go, you know what? That's pretty decent, actually. That too, yeah. So, um, for yeah, for, a mean, young, like, for a young guy like that, oh yeah, the team oh, that he is, yeah, no, yeah, that's, so, it's still like yeah. pretty decent. Like he could easily have a five goals against average, and mm-hmm. like that's 
and still be like, okay, like we know the team he's playing in front of, like we can't really blame him. Um, yeah. I, I guess just for context for goals against average, we're going to remove Linus Allmark from this and his 1.88 <laughs> because that's just stupid. Um, but Philip Gustaf- Gustafson with um, Minnesota has a 2.01 as the second highest goals against average this season. But he's only played, oh, he's played 35 games, actually. So. Yeah. Um, and then... 25th would be Jacob Markstrom with Calgary, 2.96 goals against average. So, you know, Dostal's still top 32, I yep. guess. Yep. Yeah. So. The NHL app just only goes to 25, which is why I picked that one. So, yeah, no, it's it's not bad at all. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess moving on to the next game, game 76, a 6 nothing loss to the Edmonton Oilers by the Anaheim Ducks. Um, do you want to start? With this one, Nate? Sure. Shit stomped. That's all I got for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally have no other notes about this. Like I, I can I can summarize the whole thing in like one or two sentences. Uh if you're not gonna be able to get past this year's version of Jack Campbell, and you're gonna let Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale just walk into the slot like they're walking to their own fridge kind of thing. Um, Which, to be fair, I also I also run to my fridge at 30, 40 kilometers an hour. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, sorry. I'm going to rephrase that. So the, the, the Campbell thing still stands. Yeah. If you're going to get Leon Dreis, if you're going to let Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid walk in, like, like go into your slot, as fast as a guy high as fuck will run to his fridge to gather whatever he can from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have a 6 nothing night. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to say. That's all there is to say. Doesn't matter who was in net, Gibson or Dostal, uh later on in the third period, right? They're going to have a bad time because nobody else is doing anything. Yeah, and honestly, this is exactly <laughs> as, as you expected here. You uh, you had said six one for this game, and it was six nothing. So you were pretty bang on. Like I don't think I, I could never see you predicting like you know zero goals against Edmonton. So like the, the one was kind of like a token freebie for just a it's defensive be, collapse. Honestly, but. it's because I figured okay, Campbell will probably be a net for this one, and after seeing the season that he's had, right. That there will be at least one. Yeah, there's that there. You would think there'd be at least one. Not the case. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it really doesn't get much closer than that. So yeah, but four uh, one Seattle. We didn't have that. Just in case anyone was curious, I had five two. You had five three. So just well, well, we got it up here. But ah. yeah, um, go back. There just go. because I'm curious, actually. What are you curious about? For Campbell. Oh goody, that was his first shutout of the year. <laughs> that was ah! only the <laughs> That was only the second shutout for the Oilers, too, uh, <sighs> this year. Skinner got one the game before against LA. That was the first shutout of the year for the Oilers. And then the second one was Campbell against the Ducks. So at I'm least like, you weren't the first, right? <laughs> it, it, let's just and I feel like a lot of Ducks fans are at this point. It's just mixed emotions. Yeah. On one hand, you're like, fuck, can you do something, please? On the other hand, you're like, 
keep this going. Keep this going. Get yeah. me Connor Bedard. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that's how that's accurate. <laughs> that's, I feel. Yeah. That's what it um, is right now, right? So. Yeah. Um, I, I had a couple things I wanted to say about this one that go for it. You know, are, <laughs> I, I think our ducks related. Um, and because it's a, it's a duck show, I'm not going to talk too much about the Edmonton Oilers on here, but, um, yeah, I, I thought the first period for the ducks was like really good. Um, we actually outshot a team. Yeah. Like significantly. And like, I would, I would say and it wasn't like it worked like as well. Maybe not outplayed, but it worked. like that. It was, yeah. What was uh, it seventeen I, I, something? Seventeen to ten. Yeah, in the first what the period. F- what, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> and only down. I guess one nothing. Yeah, just one nothing. Giving up a late goal, but I, I think at some point too, it was like seventeen to seven were the shots, and then the Oilers just kind of had like a late push that that you know they went ahead and and got the first goal, and then had a couple extra shots in yeah. there. So like. um you know, Ducks were really just a few minutes away from having like a solid period where they come out of it zero zero, and and they had lots of good chances too. Um, like the, the Ducks easily could have been up, you know, two nothing or two one at the end of the first period, just with the way that they played and the quality of shots they got in that first. Um, it just didn't carry over into the next forty minutes, and you know, it was kind of all downhill after that. But um, but you had up here that the expected goals. Uh, was 5.42 for Edmonton to 2.95 for Anaheim. I, I think with some of the good shots they had, like Anaheim easily could have had three goals in this game if not for Jack Campbell, which never thought many, I would say that many, this I was going to say, how many times has anybody said that this year? L- literally zero. <laughs> before, uh, I guess, yesterday, yeah, before yesterday evening, literally zero. Experience Anaheim Ducks hockey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> If uh, so, so basically, out of this, Nate, if if you ever are having a bad stretch of games as as goalie for lacrosse, just find yourself playing against the Anaheim Ducks to get a, a good confidence boost there. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll figure that out somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then I just wanted to bring up the delay of game penalty. We talked off air about this for a long time, trying like nerding out about the rule book, and we're we're not going to go into that on here because it's not relevant to the outcome yeah. of the game but um and the just, Oilers don't need help scoring so yeah as as you said <laughs> um and, and as the score shows too so yeah um but y- you thought it felt qu- kind of quick for the um the delay of game call I, I guess what we probably should have done is timed the uh, um, like ice, other icings in that game to see kind of what the average time was between when the whistle was blown and when the puck was dropped. But that's, you know, well, you know, I'm not doing a whole lot today. Maybe I'll make a spreadsheet. Just go, <laughs> go rewatch the whole game, timing all the icings. No, I'm not like, probably going to do I, that. But. All I know, though, is that like the, you know, television broadcasts for like on any network are pretty good at, you know, like they'll show a clip or something like that, like during that break in the play, right? Yeah. But it's normally back like, Right when the right when the face off's happening, yeah, kind of thing, right? Or it's like just been dropped, mm-hmm. and they hadn't even finished. At least on Sportsnet, uh, they hadn't even finished the actual replays of what mm-hmm. they wanted to talk about, and there's already a penalty being announced. Yeah. So yeah, it felt a little felt a little quick to me, and very pointed as well. The one thing that we noticed was like 
everything was directed as a bench minor. In the which I mean, book, like, yeah. up, like penalties a penalty kind of thing, and you know, not everything is going to be a hundred percent perfect. I guess right. Yeah. But um, it, yeah, it it all just felt like odd and very pointed. My I, I know it seemed more like questioning potentially on uh, the TQR Twitter. I was more just laughing at the fact that it's like, yeah, like, come on, come on. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Okay. No, you delay game. And we're going to go to a TV timeout actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was kind of funny. Yeah. I'm going to rush you to sit the fuck down so we can just chill out for a minute and a half of TV commercials. Yeah. And then we're going to, we're going to play the, we're, we're going to play the power play. And then the first stoppage after that, which was just over two minutes after we came back from the commercial break, uh, we're going to go to another one. Yeah. I'm, I'm so... Got to get that ad revenue. Got to so fill Gary's gl- pockets. I'm, yeah, there. exactly. I'm so <laughs> glad that, you know, I, I, I paid to watch uh, ads. Yeah. Rather than hockey games. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck um, yeah, no, it was just kind of <laughs> odd. I, I mean, I guess maybe they gave it to Vetrano here because they could tell because it was an icing. So like, and the other four guys were at the faceoff dot, so they could say, "Oh no, this is specifically on Frank Vetrano." Whereas, um, if but it was like during like substitutions, then it's like, okay, how do you call it on a specific player? Yeah. Like, really, it's on the coach. You can't give the coach a penalty. That's the point of the bench minor. Um, but when you have Max Comtois talking to the other official. Yeah. Right. And less than five seconds after that official says, okay, we're good to like, we're good to go. Like, here's kind of that five second warning. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the, by like within five seconds, the other ref is already calling it on Vetrano. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those, uh, it's, it's one of those moments where it feels like the ref is just trying to draw attention to themselves. It does. It very much does. Yeah. And I mean, we don't really know if this was, Sorry, Something just, that it is. Is this thing on? Is, yeah. is this thing on? Uh, refs, you're not the center of attention. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Yeah, is, well, I mean, that, we, those we, are the types of refs that give refs a bad name. That's true. That's very true. But yeah, we don't know if like <laughs> Frank Vetrano was like delaying the game at any point earlier, like on on icing calls, or if it was the team or Dallas at any point either, yeah. like. Um, because a lot of what was in the rule book was okay, you get a warning, and then if it happens again, then you get the bench minor. Yeah. So, like, we don't know if this was a consistent trying to like milk the um, the rest time, I guess. I, like, yeah. yeah, so I don't know, it, it's hard to say, but yeah, I, I, I've never seen it called before, but um, like in an NHL game, but uh, obviously, like, it makes sense yeah. that it's in there, but it's like, I, I have it, seen it before, weird. this yeah. just felt really quick. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. But besides that, I mean, oh, actually, there was there was one other thing I wanted to say. Um, I, I think it was after the first goal. Yeah, Hyman's in the first. Um, it panned the camera panned to Dallas Eakins, uh, at least on the Sportsnet broadcast that we were mm-hmm. watching. And like, he looked kind of disappointed. And then he, he just started to like clap, but it wasn't like, okay guys, let's get going. Like, ne- like, next, <laughs> like, like trying to hype the team up. It was more just like, Oh, everyone else around me is clapping. And he was like, yep. <laughs> like it was that. Ca- Did you notice that? Now that you bring it up. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. I, uh, so like, I don't know if he was, if he's just like, 
excited when the team loses or if he was just not paying attention like no, that dude at is all? fucking so gone dude like there's the yeah. mars rover gone on mars and then there's wherever the fuck dallas eakins head is at yeah <laughs> like i like I, i've obviously been there before like you know you're at um you're at a play that like you're not super excited for it so you're like just off dozing you're like you're like kept like counting the bricks along like the the back wall or something like that in the the theater and then um everyone starts clapping and you're just like yeah yeah i'm not oh yeah no that was great yeah good job (laughs) oh was that my kid that was singing oh man obviously i don't have kids but um you know we've all been there where like you're not paying attention and everyone around you is clapping so you just join in that's what it felt like for for dallas yeah Oh my god! Yeah, what, just, what was this game? Seventy-five. Okay. Uh, yeah. What? Six. Six more games, including tonight with Calgary. No, seven. Six. Six more for us. Yeah, five more yeah. for everyone else listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, everybody. That's it. Yeah. That's that's all we. Hit. God forbid. Yeah. That's all we have left. It's all we yeah. have left before we have somebody who's not just collecting a paycheck and his buddy buddy with the the guys okay we hopefully we it's (laughs) it's still not guaranteed there's there's very much part of me that is unsure um here i'm I'm gonna play this little clip (laughs) here (laughs) yeah of yeah i know it was in the the highlight pack here so (laughs) and i know it was after this goal too yeah so we got everybody celebrating he's looking at (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it, it's just short, but <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good goal. Good goal. Good job. Yeah, that's that's the kind of clap that it was. Alice Higgins forgot for a second that you know Edmonton was how many years ago for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still, like I've never seen. I, mean, a coach I guess I guess they're back wearing those any. jerseys though, so he's that's had, true. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting confused. <laughs> it, it can be confusing for sure. Yeah, but still, like I've never God. seen a coach celebrate a goal outside of like a series winning playoff overtime goal. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like I've lit, like you know, a, a one nothing goal. Like a coach l- literally has zero reaction to it. They're yeah. they're just like, yep, okay, you're up next. Let's let's get the, the change going. If yeah. like it's their team that scored, or if it's like the other team, you know, usually they're angry or just they just like stare and like they shake their head and they're like writing yeah. on their notepad. And or you got Paul Maurice in uh, Florida from earlier this week, who's just fucking <laughs> yeah. laying into every single guy. That like when you got oh. Matthew Kachuk a little bit wide eyed, like and really chewing on the mouth guard, that's where you know he got he got his attention. Oh right? yeah, like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That was quite the clip for anyone that hasn't gone to see it. You uh, you, you should look that the up. The best part about that clip in particular, even I'm pretty sure that was while the goal was being reviewed. Which I think got mm. overturned. I wasn't watching that game, but like, yeah, it's like reading the comments and like the, the context within it as well. The goal got overturned, so they didn't have it against them. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And he's still just laying into them because it's like, like whether or not this counts or not, you let that fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean. But I was also laughing at all the Panthers fans going like, "Oh, it's about you know, it, it's nice that he's now showing up to be the coach." Yeah, <laughs> I mean they are in a playoff position now. Like they are second wild card, um, oh. at, at least as of last night. But they took the yeah. they overtook the Penguins. 
The Penguins um, are playing Philly in just a couple hours here, though. So yeah, yeah, with with that game in hand, so yeah, you know, it, it it'll be close, interesting, anyways. So yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, we're we're definitely not talking about. I, I guess no, we we were kind of still talking about that one, but we're we're just kind yeah. of rambling so, on about this game now. So what what's the timer at for? Uh, we're at uh, just about thirty three minutes, but uh, okay. I, I honestly probably want to say about five was actually like. The actual game itself. We had a good 10 to 15 minutes on ESPN slash TNT and all that. Different broadcasts. And then we're talking about the refs and Mm -hmm. like like, just nothing about the particular game. Because one, the Ducks didn't do anything that's worth talking about in my opinion. And two, just those other things just actually excite me more at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Because the Ducks are not doing fucking anything worth talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is exactly. fantastic when you're doing a duck-centered podcast twice a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if uh I have yeah. a week I have a week left of this and school together. As long as I can make it through this week, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's we're going to get to upcoming struggle, games. Though. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna to get to the upcoming games for the well, I guess just for the first half of the week, but you know, the, the second half of the week doesn't look much better. So, if you'd like um, to see me potentially have a mental breakdown, be sure to tune in on Wednesday night on the THPN YouTube channel as the Anaheim Ducks play the Edmonton Oilers again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if it doesn't happen there, it might happen at Quack Report Pod uh, <laughs> yeah. for our post game show. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess before we move on with what little news we have and the lone upcoming game that we've already basically talked about and whatever else we have. Uh, Let's take a quick break. Our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook have a word that they want to say. Well, I guess Nate has to say. (laughs) Uh, I'm saying it on behalf of them. There you go. There you go. Uh, So yeah, we'll be back in just a minute to wrap up this episode. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook every day to see what they have in store. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so one piece of news. Actually, no, we have two pieces of news. One, well, no, I'd say what one and a half. Yeah, because the one yeah. we don't have a whole lot of information on at the moment. So, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or or maybe two half pieces of news. I don't. Know. We've got a small bit of news, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, injury update: John Gibson is currently listed as day to day. He left the game against Edmonton. Kind of, I, I just kind of thought like, okay, it's over. Let's give Dostal some time against some of the best shooters in the world, and 
then you know we'll we'll go from there. Maybe start Gibson against Calgary or mm. see how Dostal does against Edmonton. Maybe start him against Calgary on Sunday. Again, I don't. Dostal did have a game against Edmonton. I think it was the last one actually. Uh, it was the first one of the season because the he one, won yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, or the first meeting of the season between those two. It was like a four three <laughs> win. It, it's it's burned into my head from, <laughs> from earlier. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know. Not really sure what happened there. Like the only thing I could think of is when Drysaitel ran into him on the second goal of the game. Like it looked kind of awkward, but I mean he continued to play. Yeah, for like and a it bit was, after like, he that. didn't swap until well, like halfway through the third period, and that yeah. collision happened in the second. So yeah, and like that, early in the second a, too. So it's it yeah, is quite a bit of time. Quite a bit but, of time. So I think yeah, I think it's just something that we missed in particular. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens with him for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be kind of I want Gibson to, to be okay, but I'm I'm a-okay with going to stall and Gage Alexander for the rest that, of the year. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, it'd be kind of neat to see what we have in those two guys for the last yeah. five, well, six games. But, yeah, but obviously could, we don't want anything too bad to happen to Gibson because, yeah. like, he's, he's just so, so injury-prone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess it's not listed in here, but you could definitely go for that because Callie Klang is now assigned to San Diego. That's true, yeah. So Eric Sinek, Klang in the A, Alexander Dostal up in the N. I yeah, could do that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's possible for sure. So It's nice having goaltending depth. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and futures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it depth at this point because a lot of those guys are not proven in the NHL, as in only Do- okay, well, Dostal well, is really go, is. But you're, you're right, we have futures. We have lots of yeah. possibilities, yeah. Yeah, okay, but let's go Let's go with this then. We went Gibson, Stellars, and didn't go shit. We have to bring up the AHL guy. We went, oh, okay, yeah, Dostal's coming up. Sweet. It's like, sick, we get to bring up the AHL guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You're actually excited, like, you're excited about that because you're like, sweet, like, we yeah. want to watch this guy play. He's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go for it, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other piece of news here that I didn't even hear about, and I don't even know where you found this, was uh, that the Ducks acquired right wing Judd. I'm assuming it's pronounced the same Caulfield. as yeah, yeah Caulfield, um, but it's spelled differently. There's an L in the middle, another L in the middle. Caulfield. So it's yeah. so no relation to like Cole Caulfield, but um, yeah, Judd Caulfield. Uh, we got his reserve rights from Pittsburgh in exchange for uh, the reserve rights for defenseman Timo Nickel. Uh, Caulfield, 22 years old, uh, played with the University of North Dakota. Um, all, who, I mean, he also played with Trevor Zegris and Drew Hellison, who are Ducks, well, Ducks players slash prospects there. Mm-hmm. Um, at, uh, that was the at the UNS uh, national team development program. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, cool, I guess. We'll see what happens there. It's, it's, but. it's more, it, it's, and here's an unsigned. Here, you take this unsigned guy, and I'll take that unsigned guy. That's what it is. Yeah. So that's what Pavarubic has been king of is the not NHL level trades. Yeah. Or less bit. So, um, like Caulfield's numbers look good. Uh, this season he's put up 10 goals, 19 points, and 39 games with, uh, North Dakota there, uh, yeah, 62 right. in 130, like 62 points in 133 games for his college career. Uh, with the U.S. national team between 2017 and 2019, put up 74 points, uh, 26 goals in 123 
games played with them. So there's something there, but it's not, he, he's not, uh, by, like kind of my thought is he's not going to be like a, a top guy by any means. Yeah. Like kind of bottom six at most kind of ceiling. And that's like, that's like, a, mm-hmm. that's like the, the high point I would say. So kind of, uh, you know, top, top AHL guy, maybe in a couple of years or something like that. So. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. Not, nothing to get too wild about. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, but that's the majority of trades that we've been seeing from Pat Pat Verbeek. Let's be honest here. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Um. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm like Nestoranko. I think. Like, because we got him. He was a sixth round pick. Um. And but like his numbers looked a lot better the last couple of years. In yeah. like he was almost more of a point per game pace the last couple seasons so like maybe middle six guy yeah um so like yeah i I don't want to say like oh caulfield was drafted around higher so like he's got to be better because obviously they've had different development paths but um you know we've seen guys taken in the top five just flame out in a couple years yeah we've seen guys who were literally the last pick of the drafts go on to have incredible careers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so you, you never really know. It's purely but. just a picking order. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, those are a couple bits of news that we have. So, nothing too exciting there. Um, but if you do want to see something exciting, then this next clip is, uh, well, Maybe not the most exciting thing you'll see, but it's it's somewhat exciting. Um, so this was from a couple of days ago. Fight uh, with uh, Peterson, Peterson of Columbus. Pe- yeah, I want to say Lane Peterson. Does that's that's does that sound right to you? At this point, I know like four or five guys on Columbus. That's how relevant the team feels lately. <laughs> yeah, Peters. Yeah, Lane Peterson of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Has played. Oh, he used to play with San Jose, apparently. Um, oh, that's why I didn't give a shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. He's played in Arizona, San Jose, Vancouver, and Columbus. All within the last like three, four years, probably. Yeah, since 2020. Yeah. Um, 71 games played in the NHL. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that as a knock on him. It's no, just no, like, yeah. like those teams just like, as it, he's it, on them sucked. So yeah, and, and it makes sense that you would not really have heard of him. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, this is Lane Peterson and uh, Trent Frederick of the Boston Bruins uh, oh, lining up, God. squaring up oh, for a fight no. here. You know how this is going to go, hey? As soon as he said Trent Frederick, I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah. So they and just one punch to the oh. jaw by F- Frederick, and Peterson is down. So. <laughs> At least he knew he fucked up right away. Like he's not out cold, but like just you know, they're they're dancing around each other. They go in for the grab and Peterson just oh, connects on just, the jaw and oh, just oh, like just folds like a table with a Buffalo Bills fan jumping on it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can like he you can tell that Peterson's not out, but he's also not doing well no. here. He like it it's like, yeah, he just folds and then he's 
he like you can tell he's still uh, like awake because his hand comes up. He's like, nope, nope, that no more. I know, I know, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm laughing because he gets up and his hands are like kind of going. And I'm like, no, dude, yeah. this is this is done, man. This yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not Kevin very Fender's often. Probably yelling at him, just like, no, dude, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not very often that you see an NHL fight go that quickly, and one guy just gets one good lick in and is down. But when it happens, it it just feels so satisfying to watch. I don't care who it is. It's just it, it's just so good. My only wish replace Frederick, Mark Andre Fleury. And replace Peterson. Peterson. Jordan Bennington. <laughs> oh, I know. I, that would be so good. It's the but... only thing that I would change yeah. about that. That's fucking hilarious. Holy yeah. shit. And it's you know, fucking rocked on that. Trent, Trent Fred, oh my gosh, one more time. Trent Frederick is a big guy, but um, Peterson isn't like that small either. 25 years old, six foot, 192. So, like, you know, compared to Frederick, who is, uh, I think, around the same age. Uh, yeah, 25, 6'3, 214. So, you know, a little more of a reach, about 20 pounds on him. Um, but you know, still a fairly even fight, I would say. But for uh, for Frederick there to just one punch Peterson, that uh, a big energy move. I'd say so. Yeah, I, I got nothing else for it. I got nothing else either. <laughs> yeah, what one, one one punch, one BDE. That's all. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all you need is just one BDE to. Nope, never mind. I'm not nope, not going there. <laughs> just just one one big duck to take you out. <laughs> right across the oh. jaw. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. This is the last episode ever of the Quack Report. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh. We, we, we shouldn't have gone there. But we did. Oh well. We did. Too late. Too late now. Yep. One upcoming game. Episodes. No, Any we don't. No. <laughs> one upcoming game to talk about uh, as we've already said we're doing the watch along for it on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel Wednesday the Ducks will be in Edmonton 7pm Pacific time is when that one is uh, for the last game of the season between these two teams uh, Ducks will be looking to tie the season series in this one because they won the first one 4-3 as we mentioned uh, then Oilers won 6-2 back in January and then this one that just happened. So. Yeah. Um, do I just copy and paste my prediction from last time? Sure. I can do that. Actually, yeah. no. Let's, I'm going to be nice to the Ducks. We're going to make it a 5-1. You're going to do a 5-1? Yeah. I'm going I'm to be nice to them. Okay. Fair. I... Uh, I'm going to say 6-2 again. I guess that was the score of the second game. Yeah. I'll take that one because I think I think a, a bagel is a little unrealistic. I don't think the Ducks let that happen again necessarily. Um, but I also think my 8-3 prediction was a little bold last time. So, I mean, you're only two goals away from it. And you gave the Ducks too much credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. I want to take your prediction from last time. I'm I'm gonna go six one. 
Although, actually, this is the second half of a back-to-back for Edmonton. They in L.A. the night they're before? In, they're in L.A. the night before, yeah. Um, this will still be a cakewalk compared to... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still... Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just changing it back to 6-2. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, and then, then I guess Arizona is after this, right? Yeah, that's um, yeah Saturday. Yep, is Arizona. So uh, <clears throat> we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But that's that gonna one. be in Arizona. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I I don't have a whole lot for today's episode to be honest with you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I'm sorry to everybody listening. I just. I don't think anybody else really has anything else either at this point. Yeah. So, and at least no, in this I mean, time frame of, the, say, of these yeah. couple of games, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one question actually that I uh, had for you that's not right. related to Ducks at all, but it is hockey related, is uh, we have the first playoff matchup that is set in stone. It's just a matter of home ice advantage now, with the Tampa Bay Lightning clinching a playoff spot. Uh, they are now, for sure, for sure, uh, going to be playing the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round, same as last year. Oh, excuse me. Um, and yeah, now it's just jostling for who gets home ice advantage. So, let's just very briefly preview that playoff matchup. Who takes that one? How many games? If, it, if playoffs were to start today, Toronto has home ice advantage. Honestly, I want to say Toronto so badly, but it feels wrong until you see otherwise to bet against the Lightning. Yeah. I'm going to say the Lightning just to see if I have some weird high power that what I say the opposite will happen. Kind of thing, because apparently that happens yeah. when I place bets on Ducks games, <laughs> like yeah. specifically on the outcome of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Tampa on that mm-hmm. one. That, that's your superpower from your mutant, uh, yeah. Gene is that whatever you say, the opposite happens. Yeah, I apparently just fuck up certain teams, just yeah. just certain ones. Mm-hmm. So o- only um, the ones that you actually enjoy and kind of cheer for. Yeah, my both my. Both my heart and my head are saying the Leafs finally do it. Mm-hmm. Because if you think of the way that it's lining up right now, it's the ultimate slaying of demons for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Because your first round is the lightning. Mm-hmm. You not only get past the lightning, you get past the first round. Mm-hmm. Then you're probably playing Boston in the second one. Most likely, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck if it's the Islanders or the Penguins yeah. or the Panthers or the uh, the Sabers or the, the the Sens. I guess technically aren't eliminated. Yeah, yeah. So you, like, so you beat the Bruins, and you go on to the third round. You're probably able to take on whoever else happens to get there. Carolina, New Jersey, New York, one of those ones. I feel like you got a good chance. Yeah. And then he's have to wait for whoever comes out of the West, which mm-hmm. is a lot weaker overall. 
There's definitely a lot less 100-point teams <laughs> as yeah. it stands right now. Like, yeah. As if Toronto is able, it's it's the same thing as Washington getting past Pittsburgh in the second mm-hmm. round, right? Yeah. If they can do that, all bets are off. Yeah. And Could you imagine Boston losing out in the second round? Like no, it's, for it's for like Boston fans though. Yeah, it's no, it, no, for first. Sure. And it, it, and that would line up more with President's Trophy winners. Yeah. So. But like their season is like historic on not only like a franchise level but a league level yeah. at this point. So yeah. like it's just yeah, it's it's nuts. But, but yeah, no, no, I mean the, the President's Trophy curse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I feel like anybody who would say Toronto, it's like, oh, look, I, I didn't give up on Toronto. Like, I knew that this year was going to be the year. And it's like, buddy, you've been saying Toronto for the last, like, 15, 20 fucking years. Yeah. And like, I, I have been somebody who has been saying over, like, the last two years. I'm like, I like I feel like this is Toronto's time finally. Yeah. Right? So, like, but anyone... Now, looking at those two years in hindsight compared to what that team looks like now and how it's mm-hmm. going... If there is any year, especially with Kyle Dubas about to be up uh, with his contract as the GM, mm-hmm. there is any year that it happens, this is it. You said that this, or, or well, I'm pretty sure you said that, like for the Canadian division, though, you're like, oh, if there's any year that it happens, it's this one because they don't have to play like the powerhouses of the East, yeah. like Tampa and Boston. Yeah. It's like, oh, their first round matchup is fucking the Montreal Canadiens who like barely right, hit 500. But, and then right, they got, what, and what then did they I lost. just say? What did I just, I, I just said that, you know, I, I did say that in the past. Yeah. Right. But looking at in hindsight, yeah. those teams compared to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in the past, that was, that was wrong. Yeah. But how is that any different? Or like, how is this year any different? Like what's different about the Maple Leafs this year that you think it's, that this is the year. There was always the talk about their actual like there being kind of the depth there or that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. say in that Montreal series, like I, I get it, the mental impact of it, of losing your captain the way that that all happened, right? With yeah. John Tavares and the uh unfortunate collision with Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. Um but one guy goes down. Yeah, it's an important piece, but not on the Maple Leafs, not the most important. And that's not supposed to be a slight to John Tavares. Yeah. But the whole thing crumbled, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year, it's they've they've seen pieces fall out. And they've been able to hold on and keep yeah. going. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Like just overall, like the mentality, the depth on the roster, just kind of everything. Like it's like Boston is doing the the last dance thing, right? Because it's it's a lot of those guys probably last crack at this, right? Yeah. With contracts coming up and uh, the age of their guys and everything like that too, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like Toronto has just taken on that mentality in a sense to me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, of just like it has to happen now. Yeah. So because if they're almost in it, like it, desperation. Mode, because, so like, yeah, you know if, that they're all going to give 110 percent. Yeah, because if if Dubas is gone, Keith is gone. Yeah, right. Because those two have been tied together since junior mm-hmm. hockey. Um, and uh, yeah, at that point, you know, like that, it's you're you're getting closer to uh, you, like 
if if Dubas is gone this year, then you have somebody else coming in to try to negotiate with Austin Matthews starting yeah. in July, right? Yeah. But it's a it's a brand new person, right? It's not Kyle Dubas that Matthews is talking to, mm-hmm. who he's been talking to for the last few years, who those two guys understand each other and stuff like that, right? Like mm-hmm. the entire dynamic encompassing that organization changes so drastically. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. I... <clears throat> Yeah, Tampa, I, I'm also Tampa saying we've, we've, we've seen yeah. already be able to reconstruct this roster a little bit, and everybody oh, yeah. buy into that type of mentality. Yeah, right? like they are oh. they are so successful largely because of John Cooper as the coach. Like he yeah. can just get everyone to buy in. He can implement the systems like just like at whim essentially. Like he's he's a very smart coach, but also like the core players are have bought into that, and they yeah. essentially kind of force everybody else either by example or by like you know saying if you want a spot on this team like you have to play this way kind mm-hmm. of thing like by some way the the core guys like Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Hedman, Vasilevsky are saying this is the way the Tampa Bay Lightning play so this is the way that everybody else has to play and it just yeah. works so exactly yeah so. it's it's just like such an such a well-oiled efficient machine in Tampa Bay that yeah. like it's it's hard to count them out. Like they could just squeak into a wild card spot and they would still probably only have like plus 200 odds to win the cup. Yeah. Like so it's, it's just nuts what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. So for all of that, that's why I'm saying heart in my head are telling me this is the this is finally the least time yeah. to at least get out of the first round. Yeah. Right. If we're like if we're focusing just on that series, it's the least time to finally get out of the first round. Mm-hmm. But out of my mouth is coming Tampa Bay because my head is also saying don't count up Tampa until you see it happen. Yeah. How many games? Uh, that one's still going to be a grind. That'll still be like six or seven. It's oh, not going to be a. It's not going to be a quick series by any means. No. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I, I would be shocked if it was less than six as well. I, I would probably say six. Yeah. Well, or seven. No, I think it probably goes seven, honestly. Like, Toronto even fans if, are going to instantly go into the fetal position if it goes to game seven. Even if like it's them oh, winning yeah. game six to push it to a game seven, they're just going to instantly be in the fetal position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I Honestly, I think that's how it goes. Like, I think Tampa Bay takes a like three, two series lead, and then Toronto takes game six, and then game seven to Tampa. Yeah. It's kind of what I see. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I just wanted your thoughts on that, just to get into playoff mode a little bit, since uh, that's the only matchup that's been set so far. This is a duck show. Why are we talking about playoffs? Playoffs? You want yeah. to talk playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not talking ducks playoffs. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, got We gotta still enjoy the playoffs to some extent. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm we made still, it over. I'm, the... I, guess I'm, I guess I'm still waiting to see if either of my teams make the playoffs. I might have yeah. a very early start to my golf year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I hope you're not waiting to see if the Ducks make the playoffs. No, but yeah. just overall. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we made it over the hour, Mark. We, we did it. That, that was kind of my goal. <laughs> I, I kind of figured, I was like, why are we talking about the Leafs and Lightning at like right now to 
Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're just yeah. We're just a little bit of time. Giving giving some people still some content. I, I yeah. like it. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure and a lot they of people had me out earlier there, uh, just being like, "Yeah, no, sorry, I got fucking nothing for you guys today." Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we have a lot of people that have like an hour long commute on on their Monday morning, so they yeah, look forward enough. to filling that entire time with the Quack Report, and <laughs> you know, that's, we're we're we to deprive you of that. If you are one of those people, man, there are way better shows that you can listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, thank they, you very they, much for listening they, for choosing to listen to us. They, they would still have a commute home. They would have a commute there and back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, assuming they work yep. Monday to Friday. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> there's, there's lots of other time to listen to other more stimulating content. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Nate, if people want to talk, um, I don't know, playoff hockey with you, just anything not Ducks related. Where can they do that at? Uh, I'm, I'm going to tweak it a little bit on you here. If you too okay. also want to talk about how awful just the overall ESPN uh, broadcast is, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can tweet at me at Tate Thomas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Perfect. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97. Quick reminder, we will be doing a watch along at HockeyPodNet on YouTube, 7 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, followed right back here by a post-game show, uh, which is also kind of a regular episode. So, yeah, tune in for that. Thank you guys for listening, and go Ducks, go. Go Ducks, go.